0: So Money Episode Six Twenty One Scott Oldford.
1: You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a thirty-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money
0: listening to So Money, everyone. Happy Labor Day to you. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi. It's Labor Day, and while a lot of us are not working, I'm pretty sure my guest today is working because he's serious about running the business, making change. His name is Scott Oldford, and he has to be one of the most interesting people I've ever met under the age of 30. Let me just share his brief bio for you. This is in his words, okay? He says, in June, 2013, I was $726,000 in debt due to a failed business venture. For many people, that may have signaled the end of their entrepreneurial passions, but desperation has this funny way of unlocking creativity. The only way to get out of this mess was to find something that worked and leverage the hell out of it. So that's what I did. And three years later, not only have I paid off all the debt, I've generated multiple millions in revenue. I use my 12 years of experience in entrepreneurship and online marketing to help other entrepreneurs grow their businesses. Our guest today is Scott Oldford. He is the founder of Infinitus. It is a firm that helps entrepreneurs level up their businesses through online marketing strategy, Facebook ads. But Scott is fascinating. During our interview, we talk about how he got into that massive amount of debt in the first place. What brought him there? What got him out of that situation? What was his childhood like? Why was he so encouraged and so driven to get where he was at such a young age? And P.S., how does a 26-year-old have a decade, 12 years, in fact, of experience as an entrepreneur? Here is Scott Oldford. Scott Oldford, welcome to So Money. It's nice to catch up again. We met about a month ago uh, at, a, at, a, at an event just to give the So Money Nation some context. You and I were at a, um, a networking event in New York. We got to know each other. One thing leads to another. We talk about money, of course, because if you're in my e- ecosystem, chances are we're going to talk about money. You were very open about the journey that you have been on. And I said, you have to be on our podcast because you're super successful, but you weren't always, you're still really young too. You've experienced what I would say more people in their fifties haven't experienced in all their lives. You've kind of gone through the highs and the lows of entrepreneurship and money. So if you don't mind, I'd love to start with. How you got yourself in over $700,000 in debt at the ripe age of 21. Well, first, welcome to the show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I'm excited to be here and, and, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, I can, um, you know, share a few golden nuggets for uh, everyone that's listening and, uh, and, and you can kind of learn, uh, not how to do or, or, you know, try to avoid what I did, uh, and kind of learn from that. So, uh, awesome to be here today.
0: Well, we're really we're really grateful for it, and you know. So, on the one hand, being over seven hundred thousand dollars in debt at twenty one is very confusing, but at the same time, it's intriguing because how really can a twenty one year old do that? It wasn't from student loans, thank God.
1: No, thankfully, not.
0: Um, <laughs> it was it was a bad business decision, and so in some ways, you have to I have to give you props for being at that young age and taking on a risk. So daring to be an entrepreneur at that age, at any age, but really at 21, that's huge. Um, yeah. it, was, it didn't work out, but um, tell us how you got in that situation. Give yeah, us some context.
1: For, for sure. Uh, well, I mean, you know, no, number one, I, I think that um, everything in life is relative, right? Uh, so, you know, my $726,000 in debt is the same as perhaps somebody that's $50,000 in debt um, based on how much money you're generating. Uh, and so I found myself, uh, by the time I was 19, you know, when I was seven, I started off selling eggs on my parents' acreage and, you know, uh, making some money doing that. And then I got into programming and then I got into online marketing, you know, by the time I was 10, 11, 12 years old, uh, by the time I was 16, uh, you know, I was in national, uh, media, uh, and, you know, kind of poised as this, uh, you know, uh, young entrepreneur whiz kid. Uh, and, and so. By the time I was nineteen, uh, I will say that was kind of the point where uh, everything kind of went wrong, and uh, and and I'm sure you know this, and you know perhaps uh, many others that are listening know this is that you know if you have so many people uh, telling you how great you are every single day, uh, y- you start to believe it, and uh, so I had this by the time I was nineteen, you know I had you know multiple businesses, I didn't think I could fail, I had this enormous ego, um, you know I, I was just honestly. I turned into a really horrible human being, in my opinion. Uh, now I'm, I'm glad that that happened when I was 19 and not when I was like, you know, 40 uh, or 45. Um, and so really over the span of about 30 months. I went from having, uh, you know, seven figure business uh, to having. Nothing. What were
0: you doing? So,
1: so, uh, so I mean, you know, my rich? main my, my main business would be, uh, and, and and let me just let me just signify, just because I have a seven figure business doesn't mean I'm considered rich. Uh, obviously, the profit from a seven figure business is very different than seven figure you know revenue business. So I'm just going to put that asterisk there. Um, and so, you know, when I was, you know, at the time of 19 to 21, uh, and even leading up to that. I had a marketing agency. I had a you know a supplement company. I had I was into some software as a service, some online technology companies. So I had kind of almost had this sort of um, you know mini business empire that I was starting, right? And uh, basically, what happened is kind of a domino effect. And it's funny, you know, life's like that. It, it's either a domino effect on the upward spiral or a domino effect on the downward spiral. And so I was, I started to invest, uh, I started this new company, uh, that was in mobile advertising and I was at the wrong place, place at the wrong time with the wrong business partner. And, um, so I had a lot of my money into it. He had, um, you know, a significant amount of money. Uh, he was, you know, much better off than me, you know, three times as old as me. Um, but what ended up happening is that. Uh, he had some financial issues in his main business. Uh, someone tried to buy him out like a, a reverse hostile takeover. Uh, and he had to come up with millions by millions of dollars within 60 days. And uh, so then he came to me and he was like, basically like, hey, I got to pull out. And at the same time, we were going for investment for a couple of million dollars. And so no investor, I won't say no investor, but not many investors will get a loan 19 or 20 year old. However, I was, I think I was 19, uh, you know, a couple of million bucks and say, hey, go have fun. Okay. And so I had 14 employees full time burning a hundred grand a month with this new company. And instead of doing what I should have done, which was like, Oh, Hey, you know what? You're fired because we don't have a business because you know, we're, we're not there. I said, okay, you know what? Let's go back to this marketing agency model. Let's take these 14 people and put it into a marketing agency. Uh, short of short story is that did not work uh 13 months later after you know and and because of my revenue in the past I had the line of credits I had the ability to get loans and all these different types of things because of my cash flow and uh you know essentially I I I over the span of 13 months, just bled every single month. Uh, so by the time I was twenty twenty one, uh, I had to sell my business, uh, quote unquote, acquired, uh, which is um, words for basically ensuring that I didn't go bankrupt. Fire sale. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was. Yeah. No, 100%. Like I didn't get any money. It was just like, hey, we'll take your clients. We'll give you a job. We'll pay for your debt and you won't go, you know, homeless, <laughs> um, to be <laughs> honest. Uh, and that was probably one of the worst decisions of my life. Um, because that was, yeah, that was, yeah, that, that was actually the starting not, not
0: not becoming homeless was a bad decision.
1: I think, I, I mean, again, I, again, I, I can't go back. I've never been homeless, so I can't go back and say and compare. But I do know that, um, I think I would have probably had a better mindset if I just went for broke and declared bankruptcy and went and, you know, stayed, um, you know, in my old bedroom with my parents. Okay. I, I think that would have been a better decision for my mindset because I just got depressed because I'm the type of person like I just I want to own my decisions, I want to own my life and I basically just gave up. Uh the first time my entire life ever having a job was being able to be in that situation of having to sell my business and essentially have a job. Um long story short, that happened for, you know, 11 months. I mean, I basically went home every day and 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 just, you know, just tried to forget about things, you know, like just drink like every day. Um, just just literally just to try to forget about reality because my reality just sucks so bad. And I mean, you know, obviously the other problem is is you're you know you're 21, everything's relative again, right? Because you know most people have debt when. What were 21. your friends
0: doing? I mean, I didn't truly, have friends. I didn't have, friends. Didn't have
1: yeah, friends. Yeah, when I was growing up, I was a fat kid. You know, I I, I just I'm an introvert. I don't you know I, I have a, I have friends now, but back then I definitely didn't have friends.
0: Well, tell us about your weight loss. That's also really impressive.
1: Yeah, well, um, you know, basically uh, when I was seven, by the time I was. Seventeen, I think, it was three hundred and sixty pounds. Um, and keep in mind, like, I lived on an acreage. I never had any friends. Um, you know, I just, honestly, I always say that I started a company because I was bored and I didn't have any friends in real life. And uh, I just ended up starting a company by mistake. Almost, I didn't really ever know I was an entrepreneur. And uh, and so, you know, I just had one day. Um, you know, it clicked, and it's funny because you know my mother had a heart attack when she was thirty seven, and I was fourteen at the time. And, uh, you know, you'd think that that would be like you look in the mirror and you're like, oh, you know what? I shouldn't be overweight. But of course, she wasn't overweight. She was only like 110 pounds, like five foot or sorry, four foot 11. You know, so she's like super tiny. Uh, But there was this one day uh, when, uh, you know, when I was 17, 18 and something just clicked. And I'll be honest, if I if I'm being honest on what clicked, it was the fact that I didn't have any friends and that I thought that losing weight would make. Uh, people like me if i'm being honest and uh and 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 and, you know the secondary part is i know that attractive people get further in life you know the, the the data you know backs that up um and so you know basically between two of those reasons over the span of the next 14 months i went from 360 pounds to 170 pounds with you know my top four abs showing um used to be at the gym four hours a day and uh used to literally spend two hours a day eating uh, and, and so that was really, I mean, you know, I would love to tell you that I looked in the mirror and there was some reason, but I mean, honestly, I just wanted a girlfriend at the time. Um, so, you know, you know, I mean, you know, at at, at the end of the day, and then I, you know, uh, I, I lost the weight and I was like, wow, life is very different for me. Uh, and, and again, I don't think it was the fact of like, oh, I was fat, quote unquote. I think it was just my mindset. It wasn't really the fact that I like lost weight. Uh, and, and so yeah, so I mean, you know, it was a perfect storm. So by the time I was nineteen, I was like 170 pounds, had more confidence than I ever had, I had more money than I ever had, I had all these people that were, you know, um, kind of talking me up, and I didn't have anybody to kind of ego check me. I didn't have any like friends to kind of ego check me. I didn't have really any mentors to ego check me, and and all, and all these different types of things. And so you know, I I think uh, I can't remember who says this, but you know, it's okay to drink your Kool Aid, but you can't swim in it. And I was swimming in like an Olympic sized pool. Yeah
0: flips yeah yeah oh yeah well, you go now
1: um you know i've surrounded myself with just incredible mentors now and uh and and you know one of the things that i realized um you know i think my entire life because i didn't have friends and because i was like a fat kid, i always felt like i wanted to be accepted like that's one of the biggest like i always cared what other people thought of me because you know i i, I just no one ever liked me. You know what I mean? And, and like, I, I don't really know why, uh, that was the case. Uh, it's really funny because that's not the reality of today. You know what I mean? The reality of today is like totally different than that. But if I like reverse 10 years ago, I, I re, I wish I could go back and reverse 10 years ago and tell 16 year old me, now that I'm 26, 16 year old me 10 years ago, you know what? It's going to be okay. Um, and, and you're going to have some amazing friends and some amazing mentors. Uh, but I think it's about having people in your life where you're, you know, constantly not, I won't even say accountable, but you're telling them kind of what you're working on and how you're working on it. And just kind of, I, I mean, I think there's a, an up leveling, up leveling of character that happens when you fail. And uh, I, you know, looking back at everything, I, I can't say I'd want to do anything different because I think I had to go through what I had to go through in order to create the perseverance and the uh, emotional immune system that I had. And, you know, all of these different types of things that have been able to kind of create the character that I am today. I think it's, uh, you know, uh, Eric Thomas that says, uh, you know, your character, sorry, your talent can bring you places your character can't keep you. And uh, I think I'm, uh, I think I'm, you know, smart. I think I'm, I have. have. Have a a unique ability to be able to market and sell, and uh, just like we all have unfair advantages, uh, but I didn't have a character that was built, and so it required, um, you know, the universe or whatever to say, "Hey, listen, we need to go through this um, in order to be able to help you develop your character," Uh, and that doesn't biology
0: has to kick in too. I mean, frankly, young men, their prefrontal cortex. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some science to this, right? Like, yeah. w- w- women mature faster than men at, 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 in general. And, um, I mean, it's just like one of those things where like a 19 year old young male is not going to necessarily make as astute and mm-hmm. mature of a decision as like a 19 year old no, young woman. No, um, and, and, and things level I, out, but and, and yeah. and I think,
1: and I think the, I mean, you know, I think the other side is like, you know, it's why I personally help some people that are young entrepreneurs that have been doing well. You know, I just hung out with a, a guy, um, two weekends ago. Uh, I did a little, um, every once in a while, I do these little kind of retreats where I invite some friends for a weekend. Um, and uh, and so one of the guys, you know, he's 19, making a quarter million dollars a month right now.
0: Doing uh, what?
1: <laughs> uh, you know, Facebook advertising agency, uh, that that type of thing. You know, he started when he was 11. Again, it's literally like watching myself, right? Oh my God. And, I was uh, watching
0: Three's Company, eating lots of cereal at eleven. <laughs> That's what yes. I was doing.
1: Well, yeah, well, well, I mean, you know, and again, it's it's really interesting because it's the same story. He he didn't have friends. He was not really socially accepted. He did this by mistake, and um, you know, I almost kind of like feel a level of responsibility to like almost help him not make the same mistakes or at least try to. You know, empower him to not kind of make those same mistakes. Uh, and, uh, and and I feel, I feel very passionate about that because, you know, I, I feel like if I had the right people around me, and the right knowledge. Cause like no one gives you a roadmap in life. No one gives you a roadmap. There
0: are no instructions. No,
1: there's no instruction manual. Right. And so you're, you're trying to figure out all of yourself. You know, I wasn't one of these people that watched a Gary V you know, a Gary Vander video got inspired to become an entrepreneur and just like started something like I literally did this by mistake. And then it's like, Oh wow, this is really difficult to do. Like, you know, running a business is the worst possible job on planet earth. But when you're an entrepreneur, you don't have a choice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us where you are today. So that was incredible context. And I think it's going to really give listeners an understanding of where you are today, not just from a business standpoint, but from a mindset standpoint. So tell us where Scott Oldford is now. What are you doing? How are you making your money? And then I want to go back to the money piece because I think that there's a lot still we can learn from you.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um Well, you know what? Today, I have three uh, multi—I'm the I'm founder, co-founder of three multi-million-dollar businesses uh, that combined this year uh, will generate somewhere in the vicinity of seven to eight million dollars. Um, I would say next year in the vicinity of 20 to 25 million. Um, and, uh, so, you know, one of that is a kind of a consulting and mentorship, uh, business. The other one is a more of a, you know, kind of a training and consulting company. Um, so I, I'm the, I'm the founder of that company, but it's not like I, uh, directly spend my time a whole lot in that company. Uh, and then another one is in a different vertical of also training and, uh, and helping people with marketing. So overall, everything that I'm into is related to marketing and helping entrepreneurs that are at six figures, get to seven. And then I have a company that helps seven figure entrepreneurs kind of that are at a million, two million, um, be able to actually live a life of freedom uh, and predictability. Because a lot of people get on what they call the six figure hamster wheel or the seven figure hamster wheel. Uh, and essentially what I do is I help them create predictability and sustainability so they can get to their zone of genius. Because what most people think, you know, most people look at entrepreneurs that aren't an entrepreneur and they're like, oh man, that's such a great life. Uh, being an entrepreneur is, is probably the, the, you know, one of the toughest things that you can ever do. Um, and, and, and even when you make a lot of money, you know, people toss around, you know, I, I even toss around, oh, you know, a seven figure business. It's like, well, you know what? The typical seven figure business, if you make a million dollars, most people, uh, are probably only going to profit like $150,000. So think about it. You got to run a company with employees. You got to pay taxes. You got to be liable for all of this. If it fails, it's your fault. And at the end of the day, you really only profit $150,000, right? Maybe 200000 if you're lucky right? So all all of these things make it so it's, you know, entrepreneurship is probably one of the most difficult ways to make money. Yes, you can make a lot of money with it. And I've been able to leverage and it. What can uh, you keep? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What can you keep? Because, you know, listen, it's it's all great to have cash flow and, you know, talk the cool game of, you know, how, look how many, you know, millions of dollars I generate, but does it really matter? And, and then secondarily, I think the the second thing that uh, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle with, and again, this is mindset stuff, is once they have a business that works, they typically self sabotage it because majority of people created a business out of necessity, not out of their why. Okay, so you you the number of entrepreneurs that I talk to on a daily basis that make eh, typically between one to five million dollars that are miserable. That are just absolutely, they're like, you know, I was talking to someone the other day. I was on the phone Friday night. Uh, I actually mentor this person and I've helped them go from, uh, $20,000 a month to $125,000 a month in four months. And <laughs> they're <laughs> like, can you tell us
0: how you did that in, in yeah, wait, under, yeah. under two minutes?
1: <laughs> sure. We, we can go back to that in a second. Uh, and so, and so, you know, she, she grew, she really up leveled her business and she's like, Scott, I have a quarter million dollars in my bank account. I'm making more money than I ever... I make more money in a month than I used to make in a year. Um, you know, I should be happy and I hate it. And and so, and then of course the conversation comes to... This is the typical conversation that happens because... Majority, and I, I, I was in the exact same situation not that long ago, only about 16 months ago. Actually, 12 months ago. Um, and, you know, I was in this place where I was like... Yeah, I won't say I was miserable, but I wasn't fulfilled. And so what... I had to realize myself was it's not necessarily that you should get fulfillment out of your business. The job of a business is to be able to give you the money so that you can have the freedom to impact the world the way that you want it to. And most people try to get their fulfillment and their significance out of the business. And that is the biggest problem that creates so many entrepreneurs that wake up each morning and wish they had a job because they just feel trapped in their own little prison. Does that make sense?
0: Totally. Totally. I, I know some people who think like you and, and it's not say that it's easy to accomplish that, but once they kind of have that come to Jesus, it all starts to really, the pieces start to fall into place. For example, I have this friend, Adrian, who runs a very successful business, high six figures as a coach, but her fulfillment comes from from being an, a philanthropist. And so mm. she makes money to be able to give more. And that mm. for her is like what her, she wants her legacy to be. And that's what keeps her going. And she's discovered this kind of recently, yeah. but but she discovered it nonetheless.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think I think there's kind of a, a pinnacle point where you realize that, you know, there's a difference between being an entrepreneur, a CEO, and an investor, and a business owner. Right. There's four different things. And people think they're all the same. People are like, you know, I, I think I don't think I'm an entrepreneur, to be completely honest with you. I, I think in many, many ways, I just feel like a, a, most days I feel like a mad scientist. Um and, and because like, that's what I always wanted to do when I was growing up. I was like, I went to the science fairs. I won a bunch of science fairs. Like I want to be a scientist. I just sucked at school so bad. I didn't have a choice to do that. You know what I mean? um And, and, and I'm glad that I didn't go down that road because I, I I think I can actually have more impact in my life doing this than that. um But like, I just love kind of tinkering around. Like my entire job on a daily basis is to, like try to fail, but try to make those failures as small as possible so that when I know something works, I know it works and I can go and leverage that. Um, experiments. And, and, and yeah, exactly. Experiments. And and so at the beginning of this conversation, I don't know if we were alive or not. You were saying, you know, uh, very risk. We were al- uh, risk- alive.
0: We may not have been alive, but we. <laughs>
1: right, right, right. So we we, we were we were um, we were talking about, you know, am I risk tolerant or am uh, risk adverse? Um, I actually think I'm really, really, really risk tolerant. I make very small bets. So, you know, if I was in, you know, playing roulette, I'd be, you know, playing one dollar chips and, and five dollars. So I'm never going to lose a lot. But when I know something works, uh, it works. And unlike roulette, when you know something works, you can actually leverage it. So um, you
0: helped this woman go from 20000 a month to 120000 a month. What was her correct. business and what was the big sure. realization?
1: So she uh, large, largely, she didn't know how to monetize an audience. Uh, she had built an audience of people that followed her content on YouTube and on Facebook and, and so on and so forth. Um, but she had no real kind of uh, automatic way and predictable way of selling it. And so we uh, well, first my company helped her. So a lot of the time my company helps somebody implement this predictable kind of, um, you know, system, what we call a marketing funnel. Uh, and then once they get a marketing funnel, they're like, you know what, Scott, I need help with all six elements of my business, which is, you know, the mindset, the finances, the operations, the team, uh, the delivery, essentially everything that makes a business. And, uh, you know, so she came to me, uh, at that point of, you know, having some decent momentum. And, uh, typically I can help somebody that's at half a million get to a million and a half to two million very quickly, very, 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 very quickly. And the reason is, is that majority of what, so, so when somebody's at say a hundred or $200,000 in their business, they're just pure on hustling most of the time, okay? They're just pure on hustling. They're using their network. They're on the six-figure hamster wheel. Uh, you know, they're posting on Facebook or they're getting friends, whatever it may be, referrals, these different types of things. In order to go to the next level, you have to have a predictable way of bringing in new leads so that you can sell to those people so you can make money. So that brings someone to like half a million, And so then after half a million, now your job is you have to start delegating and you start to have to have processes in your business so that you can start actually having a life because most people that half a million to a million, here's what, where most people struggle in that kind of half a million to a million in their business. Most people have no life. They are working 80 hours a week and they're barely still even making money because they're also making some really bad decisions. Especially at the beginning, like, you know, you, the most, most of the time, you may be able to have a super profitable business, but you're just paying dumb tax every single month because you just make so many mistakes, which is totally okay. And so what, I, so what she hired me to do is essentially help her not have to pay dumb tax as she scaled by me essentially mentoring her on what to do and what not to do.
0: Dumb tax. That's, that's, I'm going to coin that. Oh, I like that. I see. I knew we'd learned so much from you. Tell me what's your money mantra right now in your current state?
1: You know, I, I came to a realization about, uh, I think it was November of last year. Um, And I don't know if this is a good mantra, but at least it's mine. And uh, I, I realized I was a super valuable human being one morning. And that in reality, uh, I have a strong enough network, a strong enough knowledge base, strong enough skill set, enough talent and enough experience that I'll be able to be quite fine making money for the rest of my life. I don't really need to worry about, you know, having, you know, surpluses of money. So, you know, think about this. Um, if you what what happens when you're in a car and the gas light, you know, comes on. Right. You're like, you don't really get mad. Do you. do You're like, oh, shoot, I need to go into a gas station. Uh, Well, what happens when your bank account gets to zero or starts getting below where you're two? You freak out. You go, your, your mindset goes, you know, totally wonky and everything else. Well, gas is the same as a resource as it is money, right? And so money is a resource that is very, very easy to access by being able to really understand that you're an incredibly valuable human being. Now, getting to that mindset and truly believing that mindset Is difficult and is very rare. Most people don't have that mindset. Most people are in the save mindset and the, oh, give me as much cash as I possibly can mindset. And, uh, you know, for me, um, you know, the last couple of years, you know, I'm still very personally broke. Uh, that's really only starting to change now. You know, I've, I've had a multi-million dollar business since, uh, 20, yeah, 2014, we did just over a million. In 2015, we didn't, we pivoted. 2016, we did, you know, just under three mil. Uh, and this year, you know, between the different companies, seven to eight, but personally, my business, my business businesses do well, but personally, like, I don't know if I have like more than $10,000 in my personal bank account, right? And so, and so that's, that's what, so, so, you know, yeah, that's the shock moments like, well, what, what the heck, but, At the end of the day, like my motivation isn't money like at all, like whatsoever. And it was only until I actually had a really good financial person in my life to be like, hey, here's what here's how you need to grow. And here's what you need to do. And all these different, you know, here's what your profit margin needs to be. And here's where this money needs to go and all these different types of things. It wasn't until I had that person that I started appreciating money a little bit more. Because I always knew, and, and, and here, the only reason I started doing that, and this is the only thing, the only reason I started actually kind of, you know, conserving money instead of just purely growing is because of my health. And I'm perfectly healthy today. I've never had knock on glass. Knock <laughs> I've on, never, knocking
0: on wood here for yeah, you. Not,
1: not, yeah, exactly. I've never had any significant, um, you know, health issues. But, you know, My mother was 37 when she had a heart attack. My grandfather at 39 and my great grandfather at 41. And uh, and so, you know, I'm very fit. And but at the same time, they weren't overweight. None of them were overweight. And so to me, I'm like, okay, you know what? I have to I have to create, you know, I, I have an opportunity of a lifetime right now, but I have to seize it in the lifetime of that opportunity. And so, uh, because who knows? Who knows if Facebook ads are going to be around? You know, we, we do a lot of things with Facebook advertising. Who knows if online, who knows what's going to happen, uh, in, in so many different spectrums. And so that's really kind of changed my, my, my mindset a little bit on money into more of the conserving. But it took first understanding that I'm a super valuable, valuable human being. I bring value everywhere I go. And now it's kind of to a point where it's, okay, I have these, you know, multiple, three, four different income streams, these different companies. And now I'm personally going to become wealthy, not because I feel like I need, like, not because I want to go buy things. I, I have everything I need at this point. I can buy anything I want at this point. But being able to actually know that I have wealth if I got sick or I, you know, whatever may happen into the future that I can't predict. I, I know there's only so many things I can predict. And so now it's going to the risk mitigation of the mm-hmm. future. And that's kind of what's driving my financial, I guess, um, you know, mindset.
0: Did we mention you're only 26?
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but you know what? Here's the thing, right? I mean, I, I don't think that. Um, I I think you know. Yes, I I I know for a fact that I'm not the normal kind of quote unquote 26 year old. Um, But the biggest thing I think that stops majority of kids, especially by the time they're nine to 11, is that either society, their parents or teachers have made them believe that what they want to do is not possible. And so uh, I was in this really kind of weird place where like, you know, my parents were just like, Hey, listen, do whatever you want. You know, you want to be an astronaut. There's nothing stopping you from being an astronaut. You know, if you want to be a scientist, Hey, listen, we'll, we'll bring you to every science fair. If you want to, if you want to figure out computers, I remember my father telling me one time (laughs) in the span of a year, he brought our computer to the repair shop over 20 times because I kept on, you know, breaking the computer. And he's like, you know what? He's learning something. He's doing something I can't do. So I'm going to keep doing that. And so, uh, so, you know, I had a very supportive and, you know, even when I went through everything, um, you know, I never felt for a minute, you know, when I was down and out that I never felt for a minute in my entire life that my family's ever doubted me. And, uh, I think that that is probably what, you know, garnered this moment of, um, this, this kind of moment of me just being so naively dumb to think I could (laughs) do it, that I actually got traction doing it. Because like mm-hmm. that is a thing. Like the less you know, the better of a chance you have actually accomplishing something. Because if you know all the facts,
0: ignorance is bliss. Yes, is ignorance is
1: true <laughs> ignorance is truly bliss because once you know how everything works, you're kind of like I don't, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. exactly. So um so yeah, I mean, like I see people all the time. I mean, I, I love I love you know, helping the entrepreneurs I help because you know you have these six figure, even, you know, low seven figure entrepreneurs, uh, you know, with a, a bunch of piss and vinegar, just, just totally, you know, they have no idea. I mean, I have people all the time making a quarter million dollars a month, don't even have a bookkeeper. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and you know, profiting 50, 60% profit margins and, and <laughs> And besides the fact that I get, you know, and, 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 you know, part of what I do kind of, and this is not a main part of my business. My mentorship is not really like, that's not a thing I sell, you know, you know, or, or really even talk about that much, but I see these guys come in, you know, Doing this and I'm like, okay, we got to fix that. But I just, I love and appreciate just how much being naive can kind of, how far being naive and just believing in yourself and just looking in the mirror and being like, you know what? I got this. Because that's the only thing majority of entrepreneurs have is being able to look in the mirror when nobody else believes them and be like, you know what? I got this. I'm 1% better than I was yesterday and I'm going to figure out how to do it.
0: Wow! All right, Scott. Let's do some so many fill in the blanks. This has been such a jam packed thirty minutes. I want to end with your f- quick responses to the following fill in the blanks. I like okay. this. Go for it. <laughs> if I won the lottery tomorrow, let's say you won a hundred million bucks, the first thing I would do is
1: that's difficult. Uh I would likely start um massively investing in entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and and probably start a school for entrepreneur young entrepreneurs that uh you know uh, middle class families that have entrepreneurs that can't really help them being able to take those entrepreneurs and mentor them and help them.
0: What's your take on college? You, did you go? Do you no. I, I think
1: that's I think it's a dumb idea but college you know,
0: is a dumb idea well, yeah. not for everybody right I mean maybe for you because you were you're unless you're out.
1: going into something that's like super specific but mm-hmm. you know for the for the typical I mean listen at the end of the day um, you, you know college and university is going to have to change massively into the future uh, in order to keep up with the world in which we've uh, we, we found ourselves in uh, and so I, I think what has been the past is, is no longer the future and I mean I'll be honest with you I think it's a better job giving a you know a 19 year old a hundred thousand dollars and four years just to like figure out what the heck they want to do. You know what I mean? And just like tinker, right? Just tinker. I mean, like, I mean, it's, 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 it's in my opinion, again, I fell in love with, um, you know, certain things that were my passion. I I don't think that, you know, I still, you know, people get so caught up with a purpose in life. I don't know what my purpose is in life. I I don't have this huge, you know, I have a big why of the fact that I want to help evolve the human species, homo sapiens, but I don't know what that is, but I do know that today my purpose is, is to help entrepreneurs because that is the easiest way I know how to be able to impact tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people by those entrepreneurs impacting others. So, I, I mean, you know what? If you're going to go be a doctor, yeah, you know what? I probably want you to go to university before you operate on me. But um, I mean, I I I, I don't think, um, you know, I, I I have 14 people to work with me and I don't think a single one of them like what they went to college for. That's not what I hired them for. It's, it's them figuring out they enjoyed marketing or they enjoyed operations or whatever it may be.
0: I know you're not a big spender, but is there something that you do spend your money intentionally on to make your life easier, better both?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, I have a full-time personal trainer. Uh, he also cooks all my meals for me. So um, that is by far the best money I ever, ever invest. Any money I invest in my health, uh, I go to my doctor. I have uh, multiple doctors, um, high performance um, kind of lifestyle, not cheap. Um, you know, I live in Canada, so typical healthcare is, um, you know, pretty much free. Um, and and so, you know, I spend money on that. I spend a lot of money on like supplements and, and, and that sort of thing. Um, so that would probably be the biggest thing. And then just like... When I travel, uh, I, I just, I, it's either like five stars or I, I can't afford to go. You know, that I made a rule to myself that either I can travel. You don't the like best to way travel I, I hate, I hate to travel anyway. So if I'm so, going to travel. It's the only way well, to get you out of the house. Right. Well, I, I'm an introvert. I mean, I like, I don't really generally like being around majority of people. Um, and and that doesn't mean like, I, like, it's not the fact that I hate anybody. Uh, it's just the fact that like when I'm around other people, I feel my energy is being taken away instead of being given like, you know, kind of Mm conservative. Uh, so, you know, when I travel, that's, that's kind of a line I drew in the sand and said, Hey, listen, if I can't travel, if I can't live my way, my life in this way, I don't want to, you know, travel or do whatever it may be. So that, that that's probably the biggest things I, you know, kind of spend money on, um, you know, on a, on a, on a, you know dated by day basis, but like, I don't really eat out. I don't really go out. Um, you know, I, I've been living in downtown Toronto for almost three years. I don't even know what the inside of a nightclub looks like here. Um, so That's probably okay. No, yeah, that probably is, you know, more than likely you're not, you're not, the 19 year old me the definitely fear definitely of
0: missing out is really not a real, yeah, thing. no,
1: I know. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I don't really know if I can buy into, <laughs> you know, 400 people in a club pack like sardines. So, uh, it's, it's probably good that I'm not,
0: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Two more. Uh, When I was growing up, the one thing I wish I had learned about money is?
1: Its ability to influence and uh, allow you to create massive amounts of more money. Uh, And I think I never ever appreciated money because I didn't care about money. And even if you don't care about, even if you're not driven by money and I I know some people, they just want to be rich for the sake of being rich. Um, And that's totally cool. I'm totally okay with that. Uh, That's not me, but I think I really wish I found an appreciation for what money can do um, because I probably would be in a slightly different situation where I am uh, today. Uh, So yeah, I mean, I think appreciation of what money can do.
0: Mm. All right, Scott, Last but not least, I'm Scott Oldford. I'm so money because.
1: I'm so money because. um, Because of because of my union, like every human being on planet Earth, because of my unfair advantage, the skills, the knowledge, the experience, the talent, uh, you know, my character, everything that makes me. I can create a limitless amount just like any other human being, a limitless amount of money in my lifetime because of that.
0: Thank you so much Scott for your story and gosh, if we were to come back and visit you in 2 years and 10 years, I I think we'd just we we I think it's a good thing we'd hear a completely new and different story. More than
1: more, more more than likely, I'm more ever than likely a few evol- stories. Yeah, more more you know ever evolving, and uh, you know hopefully two years from now I have more than ten thousand dollars in my personal bank account, but you know we'll see. <laughs>
0: And maybe you'll hit those clubs. Who knows? Just because. Yes, exactly. Just exactly. Just, exactly. Just,
1: just, to, just to see, just to, just to be able to take a picture and say I did it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. And, uh, you know, you that are listening, if you're still here, uh, regardless of where you're to in your money path, um, you know, I know when I was down and out, it's difficult to have that kind of right mindset. Uh, and uh, I think my best piece of advice, regardless of where you're to, is just to, you know, 100% We'll be able to look in the mirror and just become 1% better a day because that 1% better a day compounds incredibly quickly. Uh, and, uh, you know, that be concerned about that and don't get down on your, yourself and cut, cut the anchors away of failure or whatever mistake you made. Uh, because uh, at the end of the day, uh, you only live once and uh, don't let money define you.
0: You're speaking our language, Scott. Thank you. Thank you so much. And best wishes to you. Thank you. Thanks so much Scott for sharing your story with us. If you'd like to learn more about him, get in touch with him and I encourage you to do it. You can find Scott at scottoldford.com and his business Infinitus, their website is goinfinitus.com. Scott's also on Twitter at Scott Oldford. If you missed any of this, do not worry. Go to somoneypodcast.com where you can download the transcript, get the audio, and if you had any questions while listening to this conversation or any money questions, any career questions, anything What's on your mind? Let me know. Hit ask noosh when you're at SoMoneyPodcast.com and type in your question or leave a voicemail and we will include it in an upcoming Friday episode. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Happy Labor Day. I hope your day is so money.